all right, Adeline. All Have right. you had enough? Or are you thirsty for more? Am I the robbers and you're Kevin? Yes, you're Joe Pesci. I'm going to bite your fingers off. <laughs> one at a time. And I'm going to cut off your little penis and boil it in water. My name's um, Jackson McAllister. And my name's Adeline Kevin McMurray. And this is No Nerds Allowed. And this is No Nerds Allowed. They say some was... really messed up stuff to Kevin when they're running around threatening I to know. kill him. Can I just say? I, I was hoping you would have said my name's Adeline Pesci, but it's fine. <laughs> well, we better communication. So, hey, Adeline. Hey, Jackson. They say it's the shortest day of the year. Today. But it's still 24 hours like the rest of them, isn't it? Wow. That's my joke for the intro to the Have podcast. Have you told anybody that? I'm we gotta, gonna... We gotta bust this thing wide open. You're so right. So that was, so that was my joke. Now you do one. Um. Um. You know how you know how Santa Claus comes down comes down the chimbley, but uh, what if he had like a what if he got stuck in the chimbley? Well, and what then if you close your fireplace? Yeah, no, no, he just gets stuck because he's fat, and oh. you just see you just see his little boots kicking around while he yells a lot. What that's and a then, like that's uh, a really good one, and he just kind of and he he's stuck. And you put that on your TV, and you pre- and you think it's really funny while your Christmas party is going on. Yeah! And then the power goes out because you forgot to pay your power bill. woo <laughs> And then... The real- and then you look at your real chimney, your real chimbley, that you haven't used because it doesn't have a real chimney connected to it. And if you do light a fire, it's not going to go anywhere and the chimney might fall down. Uh, you look in there and, oh, oh, there's the real Santa. And he's stuck in real life. And he keeps kicking over all your nutcrackers. You have me, but you lost me. Okay. Boo. That last part was, boo, okay. I'm not clapping. I've never been. Say something funny. Every one of our houses has never had a working chimney in it. I'm wondering if that's a universal experience or if we just have really bad chimneys for some reason. No, we've had chimneys. All our houses in Vancouver had chimneys. But this house doesn't have chimneys, and the one in Tri-Cities doesn't have working chimneys. Yeah, it does. It's got a chimney, but we can't light a fire in the chimney. It doesn't matter, online, because Santa's not real. I'm sorry. What the fuck, Jackson? (laughs) How- fuck you say. How dare. Um, so go Adeline, how no. do you feel? No, go wash what? your mouth out with soap, you heretic. Okay, I don't have any soap next to me. I have eczema cream. Will that work? Yes. Are you I'm doing do it? Yeah, I'm going to see how the eczema cream actually tastes. Okay, this is it. Are you ready? This is my Jackson. live reaction. I'm going to taste my eczema cream. Jackson. <laughs> Maximum strength, intensive healing You're, lotion. It's just going to incinerate your tongue. Hold on, I'm going to make sure it doesn't say... Yeah, you definitely can't eat it, Jackson. Why are you doing this? I don't know why we're still standing here. You can't eat it. Here it goes. Uh, Tastes bad. 
Uh, tastes wow. bad. Wow. Uh huh. Tastes bad is as, what it as your like. tongue feels. Uh, it still have that eczema problem. Uh, not not as such right now, but we'll see. On your tongue, you're gonna get eczema on your tongue, and you're gonna be like, yeah. I know exactly what to do for this. Um, cool, cool. Hey, Adeline. Yes, hey, Jackson. How do you feel about the fact that we've covered Chris Columbus movies now more than the works of any other director on this podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Because if you ask me, I think Chris Columbus might actually be my least favorite director. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he's a very boring individual when it comes to actually creating a film. Yeah, absolutely. Hold on. I'm going to go through the... Just a sec. Like, he'll make the movie, and it'll be pretty good. It also won't be visually interesting or riveting in any way. Right. So We're okay, getting from A to B, Wiles. and that's it. Here's what I've seen. Um, uh, Harry Potter 1 and 2, both yes. bad. Harry Potter 2, better. Still not, still not good. good. Home Alone, pretty okay. <laughs> Wouldn't write home about it, but I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um. Pixels, no good. No good. Uh, Percy Jackson, the Lightning Thief, no, no good. No good. Adventures in Babysitting, no good. Probably no good. <laughs> Those are the ones I've seen. Okay, I have not seen Mrs. Doubtfire. People like Mrs. Doubtfire, but people yeah, also a, like this it's a movie. Beloved, so I'm it's thinking a we should movie. stop trusting people. Yeah, no, I think Chris Columbus just sucks. Is actually yeah, I think he's just a bad director, it. maybe. Um, and Rent. He also did Rent. He's got a really weird filmography. Yeah, he's he's getting around. Because Rents is about... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> the, uh, uh... Uh, so, okay. Okay, okay. So, yeah. Home Alone... This is both of our first times seeing Watching Home, Alone. Home Alone. Is that is that true? Yes, yes, yes. Were you? Yes. What? Were you home alone? Uh, no, I was not home alone. Uh, I was home alone. I've been home alone all weekend. Wow. Did you get... Are you getting attacked by two New York mobsters? Not burglars? yet. Got not my yet. fingers crossed, though. Oh, man. Are you gonna... I set up a whole bunch of paint cans Yeah. in the front in the front way just in case, You though. put down a put lot water. of tramps that kind of are, are only effective if they're not wearing shoes, so you just kind yeah. of bank <laughs> on the fact that they're not wearing shoes for some reason. Right. Um, I put a whole bunch of water on the stairs outside of my apartment complex. Uh-huh. It is 45 um, degrees, but, you know, th- th- maybe maybe they'll right. slip on the wetness. Yeah, I hope. I mean, you know, wet's better than dry, if you yeah, ask me. When That's it, what they when, say. Yeah. I mean, oh. oh. What? See, I was going to make a bit of making fun of you for opening a drink, but I can't do that because another podcast does that. <laughs> it's okay. I'm going to open a drink. I'm going to crack a Dr. Pepper. Okay. Oh, a Dr. Pepper, not a LaCroix. Yeah. Well, I sort of, I wean myself off LaCroix. And I'm just kind of doing not any carbonated drinks anymore right now. In my house, at least. (laughs) You can't be trusted. Well, yeah, pretty much. Because whenever I have soda around the house, I drink like three of them a day and it is very bad for me. But um, I have some Dr. Pepper right now because it's a special occasion. Because it's December 21st. Yeah, because it's it's the shortest day of the year. It's National Soda Day. Mm-hmm. So did you did you did you enjoy Home Alone? Um, I enjoyed uh, two thirds of it. I 
first of all, the whole movie, the the movie's about them breaking in and Kevin kind of viciously attacking them when they get no, into yeah. their house. No, yeah. I mean, it's the it's the oldest joke in the book. This yeah. is like 80s comedian 101. But hey, like, what the fuck? Those guys should be dead for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, first of all. But second of all, it takes us a very long time to get to that part, which is basically all that the movie's about. And then when they, when you get to it, when you get to the reason, it's, it's 1980, whatever. You bought these tickets. You came here with your kids to watch a little kid just brutally attack some grown men. That's fine. Right, right. But then Mm -hmm. you sit down in the theater and you're like, what the heck? I'm just watching this kid take a shower like two different discreet times. <laughs> There's and two then, different teeth brushing deodorant applying scenes in yeah. this movie. And then we're just sitting here and then the mom's feeling guilty as hell. And I just feel bad for her, honestly. And right. then Kevin's running around and antagonizing this poor old man whose family hasn't spoken to him in years. <laughs> And then he steals something, and then he goes to the store and buys some and buys some stuff, and it's very funny. But uh, I'm sitting here with my two children because it's 1980, <laughs> whatever, and uh, I I paid to watch this boy attack some grown ass men, and I'm just I'm, I'm wondering, I'm wondering where they are. And then it does happen, and then I'm just watching two grown men fall down the stairs like three different times, <laughs> and it's no, that's not the fun part. it's not that funny as far as slapstick goes. <laughs> They're just kind of getting viciously attacked and stepping on nails and getting bad concussions. And one of them gets hit in the ribcage with the crowbar while he begs his partner not to hit him with the crowbar. And uh, I'm just kind of sitting there like, wow, I thought that this part, the part that I paid for the ticket would be, I thought this part would be more funny. But uh, sorry, kids, guess we'll try again next Christmas. That that was a good part, though. When Joe Pesci is like, no, please. <laughs> <laughs> that, that part got me. I thought that was very funny. Yeah, well, um, it's like, I, I'm i not the biggest fan of slapstick, but I think there could be really good slapstick and really funny slapstick. And, like, the, Mom told me, the reason that we have never, like, watched Home Alone, like, growing up is because both Mom and Dad didn't think it was funny. And, like, right. Dad loves the Marx Brothers more than anything else <laughs> in this world. So, right. like, that should tell you that's, like, there's slapstick, but it's not good slapstick. And I was like, yeah, because I was kind of sitting there and I was like, these guys are kind of just falling down the stairs a bunch and then getting, like, <laughs> really viciously attacked and then being like, right. ow, I've been hurt. And then I guess I'm supposed to find their pain funny, but I'm a human being with empathy, so I, w- I didn't <laughs> think it was funny. And I mean that's like the that's like the classic criticism of this movie, right? Is that it's like the like political criticism of like, oh, it's this movie that like basically is just expecting you to believe that criminals are just bad guys and if they break into your house you should just fucking beat the shit just, out of them and send them to jail. Brutalize them. Yeah. And it's and, like Can and, you we know, talk you about can, can we talk about the similarities between this movie and the quiet place? Is it just the one? No, I think they have the exact same basement as The Quiet Place. Like, literally, (laughs) I think it's the exact... Yeah, I watched The Quiet Place. Oh, okay. I think it's the exact same basement from A Quiet Place. And then someone does go down the stairs and step on a nail on that staircase from A Quiet Place. And I'm just saying... (laughs) I'm just thinking that John Krasowski maybe took some uh, liberties from Home Alone, took a few pages out of their book when he wrote I bet John Krasowski did do that. Yeah, I mean, probably actually... (laughs) He was no, like, I'm making, 
I want to. I want to start. I want to start at the beginning. I Wait, start... hold on. John Krasinski was like, "I'm gonna make the scariest movie on the planet. Like, what's some things I can like pull inspiration from?" And he sat there and he thought, "You know what's fucking scary? Home Alone. You know what's even scarier? That moment when that mobster has taken all of his shoes off because he's walking up the stairs in tar, and then he just steps on a fucking nail and falls down the staircase again. And he's like, <laughs> I'm... "I'm gonna put that shot for shot in my film, also." I'm concerned that you keep referring to them as mobsters. Well, it's because they're from New York and burglars is more syllables. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, it's not. Second of all, um, I, I, I just, I don't know. I love these guys that are just like breaking into houses and not like taking the TV. No. They're taking like everything like, like decorative <laughs> plates and things and like those angels that are like made out of straw that yeah, everyone's grandma like has everything that they see everything that's not bolted down goes in a bag in the back i don't know mm-hmm. what their plan is to do with all of it because like i don't think you could just go to a pawn shop and be like i've got like a bunch of bowls in a matching yeah. set how much well, do you and there's like the shot where they're in the neighbor's house and they're stealing stuff and right. short one is like going through the Christmas presents. And I was like, that's, I mean, that's smart. There might be some good toys there. But the one that he's like fixated on is a kaleidoscope, which is like uh, maybe a dollar <laughs> tops. Right. <laughs> so, okay, the beginning of the film. I like the beginning of this film. I think it is very much, it, it does a really good job of like capturing the feeling of like the big, loud, crowded family get together. Oh, yeah. And like, that scene where what's his name eats all the cheese pizza and Kevin like pushes him over and then everybody like starts yelling and gets up and that kid gets like smushed into the wall by the chair and like yeah. just all of a sudden everything turns into just like absolute chaos and there's like so many like little details about somebody like spilling the coke and wiping it up and throwing the napkins away and there's no pizza and the kids getting smushed against the wall and like yeah. it feels like really true to life just that experience oh you know um i also i always forget that Catherine o'hara is in this movie she does a great job in this movie yeah she's just very good um and it's interesting like how different a type of character this is to the one that she usually plays um because like typically one sec i think i've only really seen her in beetlejuice i know she's been in other things but i don't think it's anything i like well, I mean, usually she's just playing, like, big comedic characters, yeah. right? Like, she's in Shit's Creek, she's the mom, oh, yeah, and yeah, she's, yeah. like, outrageous in that. She's in Beetlejuice, and I guess she's not really that huge in Beetlejuice. I mean, she's, um, like, that, like, avant-garde artist character. Oh, is she? I don't remember who she is in Beetlejuice. I haven't seen it She's in the enough. mom in Beetlejuice. The, the other thing that comes up to me is her roles in the... Like best in show and waiting for Guffman, those. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, she's just like doing like big ridiculous things in those too. Yeah. And it's like, and this movie, she's just like an attractive leading woman, and you're like, oh okay. Well, she just plays like, a really good like mom character. Like yeah. it's just like a really realistic depiction of a mom. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, I just didn't know that is that what you usually do, Catherine. But good on yeah, you. Yeah, great you job. You did a job great job, it. Catherine. I'm proud of you. <laughs> But yeah, she's like in all the like Christopher Guest mockumentary movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just made, it just makes me laugh because I like I knew that kind of going in. I was like, oh, Catherine O'Hara is going to be the mom. She's probably going to be really funny. 
but she's just kind of not. She's yeah, just she like was, a regular she's mom. She's a really good character. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, I, I love all the things that they call Kevin in this opening sequence. I know. There's the like every brothers... 80s mean thing that they could say to him, they do. <laughs> There's the, my favorite is when one of the brothers is like, Kevin, you're such a disease. It's yeah. Like, oh, fuck. That is cutting. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, it's like, what I do like about the beginning of this movie is that it it does kind of set up Kevin as, like, this little shit kid. and oh, yeah, it's he's the, the worst. Yeah, where he's, like, he's, like, the youngest, so he's kind of get beaten up, so you kind of sympathize with him a little bit. But then he just goes around being a complete asshole to everyone because he's getting beat up on, and you're like, wow, Kevin, you suck. And yeah, so when he does get, lesson. yeah, when he gets in trouble and he grows, like you really see the growth. But it's kind of yeah. hard to watch the movie for the first part when he's this little shit kid, because you're like, man, right. I hope this kid gets his teeth bitten <laughs> and beaten in by burglars. Right. <laughs> um, I, I thought I was, I thought I was really smart. I wrote down in my in my notes, I was like, who's this fucking cop who's just hanging around the house for like half an hour just to make sure their windows are locked or whatever. Oh, they got you. And, they got yeah, you, Jackson. They got, me, they got me, though. I thought I was going to call it out. Like, hey, when you think about it, that kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah, you if you that. really think about it, Home Alone's really messed up. It's kind of messed up. Um, <laughs> but my my favorite moment in that like whole sequence of Kevin just being the worst mm-hmm. is when his mom is just like, Kevin, go upstairs and go to, or you're going to sleep up there and you're going to go up there right now. You're like in timeout. And he's like, but I can't, whatever. And he's like, no, you're in timeout. And then he goes, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just like clearly his like last resort to try to not be in timeout. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. Catherine O'Hara is just like, mm, wow. Yeah, sorry. Still go up there, though. <laughs> yeah, hey. <laughs> I just think, still, I think that's still really trouble, perfect. Though. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, they do a good job of like capturing like little kid relationships. Like, of course, Buzz is like the older mean brother, but he's not like... He's not, like, a bully. He's just, like, a jerk right. to his little brother. Like, it's like even when they're in his room, and he's like, no, I don't want to sleep with you, because you suck and I hate you. But then they still, like, hang out and, like, tell each other, like, spooky stories. And when they come back, he's like, hey, Kevin. Like, I like how they, like, kind of right. balance. Because, like, even we've always had a good relationship, but even, like, with relationships like that in siblings, where, like, one is kind of the antagonist, like, you're still siblings, though, you know? Right. Yeah, like, I think... I commend this movie, like, it has a premise that takes a lot of effort to set up, realistically. Well, it takes a lot of effort to set up in a way that doesn't make the adults and parents look like complete assholes. And they do such a good job of it that when Catherine O'Hara is like, oh, fuck, we left Kevin, like, you totally understand all the things that led up to that mistake. So you're not, like, you're not mad at any of the parents, especially because the whole movie, they're trying to go back to get Kevin. It's like, there's, like, 1,200 other ways that they could have done this where we would have just been like, wow, these parents are assholes. They're the worst. But they, (laughs) like, set it up so well. That you don't feel that. You just kind of feel sympathetic for everybody. Yeah, no, and it's so, it's really clever, like, all the different ways they set it up. Because it's like, uh, the first things first, it's like, oh, the little kid shows up and they count his head instead of Kevin. So they, they don't think he's missing. And then it's like, oh, and they're they're in two different vans. So each of them could feasibly just expect that he's in the other van, you know. Yeah. If they were all just on one bus, they would be like, oh, where is he? Yeah. Um, like, all these different things that, like, make sense. There's a bit where, like, he, they, uh, when they spill the soda, when he, like, 
monster up with the napkins where there's that shot where you can see he throws Kevin's airplane ticket away. Yeah. Just to be like, oh, and they didn't have the ticket either because if they had had his ticket, they would have been like, oh, I'll give it to him. Where is he? You know? Yeah. Uh, like there's just so many little things and it takes like so much work to get there but it like yeah. it, it pays off really nicely it's a good it's a really good yeah. setup I really like how this movie kind of like establishes everything that we're gonna see later like they go out of their way to like show you everything that Kevin is yeah. gonna use to attack the burglars later which is mm-hmm. great but it also takes a very long time Right. And that's where I think you gotta have a balance. Like, you have to have a balance of, like, having setting up things that will pay off later in a really satisfying and cool way, but also realizing that sometimes setting something up is not interesting until it pays off. Right. So, like, we have all these shots where he's, like, doing something or we see something that, like, affects something later. And when it all comes together later, I'm like, oh, that's why they had that shot earlier. But in the moment while I'm watching that, I'm like, why are we getting a shot of everything that's in this basement? <laughs> I'm, I don't want to be in the basement. Right. Um, I, uh, one of the little touches I like is, right, first of all, I think this is another thing that people have remarked on before. But it's kind of whack that Kevin just literally thinks that his family just up and disappeared. Yeah, you know. <laughs> the whole movie. <laughs> Like, he doesn't say, oh, no, they left me behind. He's like, oh, no, I wished away my family. My family's just gone. They're never coming back. Well, because he has that conversation with his mom where he's like, I wish I did have a family. And she's like, well, say it again. Maybe it'll come true. And it's like, so there's there's like that. Right. But, like, still. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Um, Okay, here's what I think. I feel like I've been doing a lot of punch up on classic movies on this podcast before. Yeah. But that's my thing now. It's just me thinking I'm smarter than the most successful screenwriters of the 20th century. Yep, 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 yep. What I would do is I would not show you the mom's perspective for most of the movie. You would, like, as soon as the family leaves, mm-hmm. um, you, um, I, I, may, I think you would still have the sequence where you see them, like, leave them behind, right? Yeah. But I think, I think I would... after that... It would only just be Kevin and, like, the burglars and the neighbor and whatever. And then when the mom does show up at the end, it's like a relief. You're like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, she came back. She knew. She, like, was looking for me. Like, you don't necessarily know that she's working to find him. And then after she comes back, she can be like, oh, my God, and I did this. And you can have, like, funny cutaway flashbacks to, like, the polka van or whatever, like, at the end. But that way you don't have to keep cutting back and forth. I think I would include... Up to the shot on the plane where she realizes that they've left Kevin behind through motherly instinct or whatever. Don't don't worry <laughs> right, about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where she realizes that they've left Kevin behind. And then I wouldn't see them ever again. Because if you never showed me that they ever realized he wasn't there and it's just implied that they realized they weren't there. The whole movie, I'm going to think that the parents are assholes until she shows up. What I like well, so yeah. much about this movie is that it the parents aren't assholes. You see how hard the parents are trying to, like, fix what they did wrong and realize that they did right. something super wrong. Like, but, I, I mean, know. I think you would still see all that just at the end. It would be a relief yeah. to you. You'd go the whole movie being like, oh, God, these parents are assholes. What the fuck? But then it, you, they show up at the end. It's like, hey, surprise, yeah. we were really caring and thoughtful. And but, Jackson, then the we time. would get, like, two more different scenes of Kevin taking a shower and of him <laughs> watching stupid old movies and him going uh, stealing things. Like, it's you, we got to have a B plot because the A plot's already taken yeah. a really long time. I don't know. A movie could be 85 minutes long. That's okay. That's... <laughs> um, 
the I like that um the the gangster movie on TV that he wanted to watch last night that his parents yeah. wouldn't let him. I like that he watches it and it like freaks him out. Yeah, <laughs> like, I like that too. It's kind of funny because it's like as a kid in your head you're always like, oh my parents won't let me watch anything. But I like yeah. that he has this moment where he watches it and it like really freaks him out and he's like, oh fuck, I I, yeah. I wish I wouldn't have watched that. Yeah, I do. I do really like how this movie like kind of kind of handles the dynamic of like a child versus a parent. Because I feel like a lot of movies, especially from a child's perspective, really take, like, the, like, stance of, like, parents are all idiots and kids know what they're doing. Kids are great. Parents just don't understand. Yeah, and I was really afraid that this movie was going to kind of take that stance. But I like that it kind of doesn't. Like, with the movie where he freaks himself out and he realizes that that, that there was a reason why they wouldn't let him watch it. And I Mm -hmm. wish they would have done, like, one more thing like that, because really that's the only thing where, like, his parents said he couldn't do something and he realizes now why. Because this movie is really, like, Kevin growing up and being less of just, like, this little kid who has to, like, lean on everybody to do everything. He can't do anything by himself because he, like, goes to the store and he does laundry and all that stuff. But he kind of just, like, does all all of that out of nowhere, I guess. I mean, because out of necessity, because there's no one there to do it for him. But, like, I don't know. I would have liked a little bit more, like, inner monologue of what, like, Kevin's going through and, like, why he's, like... Like, I want to see him, like, struggle and do the laundry, like, really shitty one time. Then he has to, like, sit down and, like, read the instructions. Or maybe he finds, like, a book that's, like, how to cook and, like, stuff like that. Like, I want to see the process of Kevin, like, kind of figuring out how to take care of himself because he's never done it before. Instead right. of them being like, oh, and also he did the laundry, he's going shopping, he's got it all figured out now. And it's like, well, he super did it, like, ten minutes ago, so why does he right. know how to do it all now? I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that I mean, maybe that would be a good way to fill out the time Yeah. when we're not watching The Parents. Yeah. Well, we're going to do our Home Alone remake. Yeah. And it's going to be way better. And um, Tom Holland will be Kevin McAllister. No, that's a bad idea. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> He's like Why not? Twenty-two years old. He's like yeah. our age. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Here's another little bit that annoyed me. The whole yeah. bit where like the the burglars are in the van and they're like, "Oh, check it out! All the all the all the houses around here when they're gone, they have automatic lights. Check it out! This one's gonna come on right now when it comes on. The next one's gonna yeah. come on right now." Why wouldn't you just have them all come on at the same time? Because then uh, it would, yeah. like, kind of make sense. It would be like, oh, I know which ones are gone because they all have their lights set on a timer for the same time. Yeah. So I do all really the lights like... that come on exactly at 7 p.m., we know that those ones are the ones that are out of town, you know? Yeah. I mean, I do really like how that scene is shot. I think it's really fun. But I agree with you. It doesn't make sense in reality. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. if he would have been like, everyone who's out of town has their lights set on a timer to go off at 8 p.m. And, like, you see the watch go to 8 p.m., you see, like... If you see, like, the whole street, like, go on at 8 p.m., then you'd be like, oh, shit, Kevin's all alone. But right. instead, they just oh, kind of yeah. throw us, like, three random houses, and we're like, right. guess those people are out of town. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, they don't they don't try to make it, like, sort of an intellectual, like, here's the, like, process of how they figured this stuff out. It's yeah. more like, oh, I dressed up like a policeman and looked at all these houses, that, so now I know who's all out of town. But he, it's just, like, a little funny thing. It's like, oh, look at that. I know when their lights are going to turn on. Isn't that funny? Yeah. It's like, I want that to be, like, the way that they figure it out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, that would be a much more interesting, much more, like, engaging story yeah. beat to, like, have that fun little gag about how he knows who's who's alone. Yeah. Or who's empty, I should say. Yeah. Um, Another thing that makes me wary of movies from children's perspectives is that there's always, like, 
oh, there's, like, the creepy neighbor that there's rumors about and we're all scared of. Like, that's a staple of, like, Americana or whatever. Yeah, but when it's lot. When it's from the kid's perspective, that usually ends up being true, even if it's not true, just because it's from their perspective, you know? So that, right. that character's going to get demonized no matter what, even if nobody no. deserves it. Not no, all the time. They always get their comeuppance for presuming. In the Sandlot, they find out that the evil neighbor was the fucking first black um bass or baseball player in the and not nba uh mlb it's been like, a do you remember that since i watched the sandlot <laughs> that would be so stupid they're like oh the neighbor's so evil and they go in and he's like i'm jackie robinson he's not named, <laughs> <laughs> he's not named jackie robinson but he's like yeah i was the first black player in the major league baseball league i wish and- all you racist <laughs> white children would get out of my house <laughs> And he's like, I had to retire after I got hit on the head with a baseball so bad I went blind. <laughs> like, hey, maybe the kids in Sandlot are assholes. <laughs> I hate the Sandlot. It sucks. Um, anyway, but yeah, like that whole movie <laughs> when they're talking about that old man, I was like, leave this old man alone. He better be the hero or I'm going to be upset about this <laughs> sweet old man who's just fucking shoveling the sidewalk to be nice and all you asshole kids think he murdered people. Like, I'm like, I'm yeah. done with it. You better be nice to this fucking old man. I think, um, I think Macaulay Culkin does a perfectly yeah. serviceable job in this movie. Uh, for, yeah, for the character that he's playing and the age that he is as an actor, he does a right. totally fine job. Yeah, and I know it could be so much worse with kid actors. Oh, it oh, could have been so much worse. <laughs> I get, I get so sick of him screaming that exact same way, like, all the fucking and time. And waving his arms around and running around. But, you he know, He either it's puts because... his hands on either side of his face like the poster, or he flails his arms up and he goes, Ah! But it's like, stuff exactly like that that that's way. not his fault. Some adult person told him that right. that was really funny and that he should keep doing that. <laughs> so they filmed it, like, four times. That was not, that was not Macaulay Culkin's fault. Yeah. And they do the... Like, the first time he does it, they totally, like, peak the mics, and it sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm always like, why? You, how do you not get that? Because I know it's the 80s, and they don't have, like, digital readouts. Set, yeah. But it's like, you should hear that and re-record it later yeah. in post, so it doesn't sound like that. It sounds right. really, really bad. Now, I'm a, I am a female person, and I've been a female person my whole life. So I have never had to shave my face or use aftershave, and I have never understood the aftershave joke does aftershave it's sting just, it still doesn't really make sense it's just like a really strong like smell kind of yeah and the joke is that if you've shaved and you've cut yourself and maybe you didn't notice yeah and then you smack aftershave on yourself then it hurts but he doesn't shave he doesn't shave he just puts aftershave on so yeah and i mean it's it's like a powerful chemical kind yeah of. And it kind of, like, tingles, and you can feel it, and you're like, oh, whoa, that's a stronger sensation than I was expecting it to be, Yeah, you know? but you wouldn't scream. But it's you not, You definitely like, wouldn't scream twice, and when we yeah. do the same scene and, like, two times. <laughs> two different times. <laughs> I don't understand. I also yeah, don't I understand know. why that's, like, every poster, every trailer, every everything with Home Alone on it is him doing that face. And he it's never. Because it happens twice, so you remember. It ha- yeah, we remember it because it happens two discreet <laughs> times. <laughs> but like, it's not. It's not that funny, and it doesn't have anything to do with what the movie's about. But whenever you think Home Alone, you think, oh, Kevin McAllister making the oh face. 
<laughs> like, why is that? No, Adeline, it's not an awe face. It's a ah face. <laughs> it's, uh, we can't just keep screaming. I was going to scream also, but I was like, that's too many screams. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. But, like, I'm on board with this movie at this point. I'm yeah. like, oh, hell yeah. Family leaves him behind. He's all by himself. Robbers are going around. Let's get to it. Let's cue the hijinks. Let's go. No. And then there's like 40 minutes of just like bullshit that I don't care about until yeah. they get to the hijinks. Much I mean, like the, the Harry scene... Potter movies he directs, it's just like a whole bunch of stuff that happens in the middle with no sense of like building momentum yeah. or rising action. It's just like, and then, and then yeah. we'll kind of hang around. There's a kid and he does some stuff that's kind of funny. And yeah. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, now, now it's the third act. Now we can get going. Yeah. Well, it's like, there's kind of a progression that's going on, but it could have been a much cleaner and more obvious progression. Because you have the first night, he's, like, being reckless, he's eating ice cream, he's making a huge mess, he's watching movies he's not supposed to. So I guess I would have preferred if we saw him be like, oh, that was really shitty, I shouldn't have done that. That's why my family always told me not to do that, because now I feel shitty and I'm sticky and I'm scared. And then you would go the next day. I'm sticky and I'm skilled and I'm skilled and I'm in the bed and I'm sticky and I'm skilled and my jelly hurts. My clothes are all stinky. My clothes are jumping out of pack and fucking tarantula. Also, that part where he falls off the bookshelf. Sorry, he's fucking dead. Did you see that? (laughs) That kid's fucking dead. Anyway. But yeah, so he's like, he does all that stuff the first night, and he's like, oh man, I really screwed up, I gotta figure out something else. And then you see him, like, learning, like, how to take care of himself, and, like, kind of messing up, but, like, making an effort. And, like, when he, like, goes to the store, and he doesn't know how to pay, and he's trying to get a right toothbrush, and he freaks out, he messes up. And then he's like, man, I gotta, like, I gotta be smarter about this. And then he goes to the store again, and he, like, gets all the stuff that he, like, actually needs, and does a bunch of stuff. Like, I want to see, like, a clearer progression of, like, Kevin, like, growing and how to be a functioning human being, you know? Right. I but really, even I... in that story of Kevin McAllister figuring out how to, like, be independent and take care of himself and not just rely on everyone around him, I like that that makes him lonely. He's like, oh, man, like, I kind of figured out my shit, but now I, I do miss having other people around now that I'm, like, I figured right. my shit out. But the, the the burglars don't affect that plot at all. No, they don't. And the burglars <laughs> drive you freaking crazy in the second act. I know. Because they're constantly just like, oh, I don't know. Maybe they are home. I can't quite tell. It seems really weird. But there's definitely somebody home. And it's like, if you're not sure, just don't rob the freaking just house. Just don't rob the house. Like, yeah. And, then, and also, there's that scene where they're, they're just getting out of the other house that they <laughs> robbed. And Kevin's walking home because he's all sad because he stole a toothbrush. And right. then they, like, almost him with the car, and they're like, we should see which house he goes into, because we think that's the McAllister kid, but we don't know if the McAllisters are home. But right. so they're following him, and Kevin's just walking down the middle of the street, and he's like, why is this car following me? And it's like, hey, Kevin, maybe it's because you're walking where the cars are supposed to go. <laughs> like, I know this movie wants me to think that this is suspicious, but, like, that's the right. only place that the car can go, Kevin. Right. What do you want from them? <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't, I didn't think about that. You yeah, because really he's like, what is this car following me? And it's like, maybe it's because you're you walking down it? the middle of the street and they can't go around you because it's a two-way street. What do you mean, Kevin? When you think about it, Home Alone is kind of silly. It's it kind of doesn't silly. make sense. Like, who thought of this? Were they yeah. high? <laughs> Were they on drugs? Um, I wrote down too much screaming. It's just too much, too much screaming. screaming. He screams too much. What's the deal with the neighbor having 
a cut on his hand. Did you? I don't get, know. Did you I think it's just that? to make him scaly. Because the first time he's like got a bandage and it's like kind of bloody. It's like bah, like he's scary. Maybe he hurt himself. Yeah. And then like later when he has like his heartfelt moment with Kevin. Yeah. You like see that he still has a bandaid on his hand. Yeah. I think I, it's I just I missed that whole thing. I don't know what that was about. I mean, I kind of took it as like when he's got the bandage on it, it's like scary and it's like oh scary. But then when he's got the Band-Aid on, it's like, oh, he and Kevin have patched things up. So it's not a scaly, bloody bandage. It's a Band-Aid. Right. Because he's just, he's not a monster. He's just a regular human guy who's got problems right. like you, Kevin. So you're saying it has thematic significance. Yeah, that's not, what I took it as. Maybe ones. that's wrong, but that's I what guess. I got out of it. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't tell you you're wrong, but like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's still weird, though. Yeah. Um, okay. Another thing that I hate about Kevin is that <laughs> I don't I We need to talk about it. Kevin. He fucking sucks. He sucks. He does suck. And it's not it's not Macaulay Culkin's fault. It's absolutely the writer's or the director's fault. Where he keeps like talking to the camera, but only sometimes. And only at weird spots where it doesn't fucking matter what he's saying to us. No, he doesn't talk to the camera. He's just talking to himself. But he's looking directly into the camera though. No 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. No 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 he doesn't. No, yes he, doesn't. he is. No he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He no, is. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Home alone. Third wall, fourth wall, not third. <laughs> third wall. Whoa. <laughs> Second Breaking wall. The third break. wall just means that you punch the, the 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 like the back wall of the stage and go into the hallway behind it. Yeah. Breaking the third wall is when you've missed your cue to go on stage. And the stage manager is <laughs> yeah. yelling at you to get on the stage now. <laughs> uh, maybe he does. He does. Okay, I never got it that way. I just okay, always anyway. took it. It, it just seemed like they were trying to do, like, a Ferris Bueller kind of thing. But what what that works in Ferris Bueller, because, like, we've, we establish it, like, from the beginning. It's like, hey, right. Ferris is hanging out with you. You're Ferris's buddy. Like, you're in it with Ferris, and he's, like, being joking. He's palling around with you. That's fine, because they establish it. But in this one, just, like, every once in a while, Kevin will just, like, look directly into camera and say something. And right. And it's so scripted and bad, and you can tell that they just, like... It's just a child actor, so he's just saying what they told him to say, and it's just like, this is bad, I don't like this. <laughs> I must have just not been paying attention. I always just read no. it as like, oh, he's a kid, and he's hanging out, he's like, okay, now I'm gonna do this, because I'm home alone, and I don't have anybody to No, he's to talking to, to the audience, like, we're playing Blue's Clues. Um, I like it when he's, like, on that first night when he's doing stuff, and he's like, oh, someone better stop me! Like, that felt, like, in character and, like, made sense in the universe. Right. Every time he, like, would look in the camera and go, like, man, guess I gotta do something else. Aw, shucks. I'd be like, wow, <laughs> I hate, I hate this. Um, I, uh, I really do like the gag where he goes shopping, though. Yeah, just, that's like, a cute gag. Pulls, he just pulls up and he's buying, like, fucking detergent and orange juice. Yeah. <laughs> and the lady's like... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you're not doing anything wrong, I guess, but like, what? Yeah. What's What's going on here? Yeah, she's like, um, "Where's your mom?" She's like, "My mom's in the car." Where's your dad? He's at work. Where are your siblings? I don't have any siblings. And she's like, "All right." <laughs> you like, you okay, passed the I smell guess. test. You're good. All right, fine. Uh, <laughs> um. Okay, but the the whole like repetitive TV dialogue bit is really cool. Yeah. That works really well. Okay, and I really... I just gotta say that it sucks that Kevin never once tells the robbers to keep the change, you filthy animal. Yeah. Well, how does he not do that? That's insane. Yeah. Well, I really like that gag with the pizza delivery man, where he's right. like, 
where he's, like, using the audio to pretend he's an adult and, like, scare him away before he can ask questions. I really, really like that scene. I think it's really smart. And it kind of shows that, like, Kevin is, like, conquering his fears because this thing that used to scare the crap out of him, he's now, like, using to his advantage. So I like that. Right. I don't like it with the burglars where he just, like, plays the whole scene. <laughs> right, yeah. And he's like, there are two guys talking in there. Like, this asshole's never seen a TV before or right. heard a TV <laughs> conversation before. I thought yeah. that was super stupid. Like, even yeah. with the firecrackers making the sounds, I was still like, this is fucking stupid. This guy's never heard a TV in another room before. Does he think every time he watches, like, every time he watches, like, the... Letterman show he thinks that in the other room David Letterman is over there talking to somebody like what the fuck that's so stupid hey are you telling the future in there are you ripping open envelopes and making wise remarks about the future in there yeah that's a Johnny Carson joke there's somebody I think Johnny Carson's in that other room I'm gonna go get his autograph Um, like it's just it's such a stupid bit but it's cool though that you see the scene just on its own originally. Yeah, yeah, And you yeah. don't think that there's anything weird about it. Because yeah. if they just showed it to you the first time and it was like, oh, how much do I owe you? Here it is. Keep the change. You'd be like, what the fuck? What movie is that? That's stupid. Yeah. But like the fact that they show it to you and it just makes sense on its own and you don't question it at all the first time. Yeah. And then they're able to like manipulate it so you can yeah. pay for pizza with it. Yeah, really like good. that's super cool. But then he just plays the whole scene in its entirety yeah. again. And the burglars are like, whoa, what's going on in there? Like, that's so stupid. But he uses the firecrackers. That's good. But that's, but why? But but he puts the firecrackers in the pot to make the gun sound, but there's already a gun sound playing. So it's just another gun sound. No, no, no. That would be a dead that's, giveaway, Adelaide. That's fucking stupid. No, you're fucking stupid. That's, that's fucking stupid, bro. If you heard a gun on a TV, you'd be like, oh, it's a gun yeah. on a TV. It's not that loud. Yeah. Guns in in the real world, Adeline, I don't know if you know this, yeah. but they're very loud. I mean, so if I was why. in like a suburban area and I hear some guys going, you got my money, Snakes, I would be like, wow, that's 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 a TV. And then when I But then the if gun, you heard real gunshots, Adeline, what would you think then? I would think there was somebody with a gun. I wouldn't think that scene that was happening on the TV was happening in real life because I understand well, how television regardless. works. Also, All it's right. weird that they make such a big deal about the fact that there was a guy in there named Snakes, and they're like, oh, Snakes, yeah. Snakes. Well, I, I thought that, that one of them, I thought that's how they were going to find out that Kevin was home alone. I thought one of them was going to be like, wait, that's from that fucking movie. That's what I right. thought was going to happen. But then they just say Snakes back and forth in the car for like 10 minutes and then drive away. So they didn't and then, Yeah, nothing that ever, out. it doesn't come back again. Yeah. Um, most of the time, I don't care about the stuff with the neighbor. When he, like, I mean, the scene at the end is kind of cool, but, like, just I when he's really, like, really oh, like go to the scene. store. Yeah, no, that's not what I'm talking about, though. Like, he's going to the store. Oh, no, he's there. He's scared of him. He's going to run away. Oh, no, he's going outside. Oh, no, he's there. He's scared of him. He's going to run away. It just becomes yeah. this, like, plot device that's just, like, whenever we need Kevin to run away or not be somewhere it's just that the neighbor's there so he goes the other way i mean i think it's supposed to what it's supposed to be is that as kevin is like kind of learning to like get his shit together he still has this kind of like childish bias and fear of this guy that he doesn't know so i think it's supposed to be like that even though kevin is growing a lot he hasn't he's he's learned how to take care of himself but he doesn't he hasn't learned like that empathy yet so right. I think, because that conversation with the old man is what he's like, man, I really do miss my family. I'm sorry that you also miss your family. So I think while he's, like, learning to, like, take care of himself and to, like, 
do stuff like that. I think the old man is supposed to be that even though Kevin is, like, learning how to take care of himself, he hasn't learned anything about empathy or love yet. So I think right. that every time, even while he is improving to have the old man there and then have him treat the old man the exact same way, I think it's supposed to show, like, growth in Kevin. Yeah. No, it is. It's totally, it's just like, oh, he's growing up and this is one of the childly things. He's like facing his fears and learning things about the real world. And it's like, oh, that's one of these things he used to be afraid of, but now he's learned and matured and he has a better understanding of everything. I just think that until that happens, it's just a boring and weirdly contrived thing. I never No, it's Yeah, it's a part of that setting things up is fine when they pay off, but when you're just setting things up, it's boring and weird and nobody likes it. Um... And then I love my favorite moment after the, uh, so he's, he's sent the robbers away one time with the firecrackers. Yeah. He goes to the church to pray to God to bring his family back, I guess. Yeah. Um, and he goes to God and then he goes to Santa. And then he has a heart to heart with the old man. No, he goes to Santa first. Oh yeah. Uh, but he has his heart to heart with the old man and he's like, oh wow, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. I miss my family. And then he like walks out of the church and you're like, okay, that was a cool scene. But the music is like, I know. <laughs> he's like running back home. You're like, what's, what is this? And he's like, I've got to defend my house from robbers. Yeah. It's like, uh, what? What? Yeah. The whole plot of like, of Kevin, like growing, growing up and the whole thing with the burglars are just totally not related. And the movie really wants you to think that they are, but they're just super not. <laughs> right. And it's like that scene doesn't like leave you with any momentum. You're just like, oh, it's a cool scene. And then he starts to walk yeah. out and the music's like, if the old man had been like, what I would have wanted is I want, I would have want like had like put momentum by that scene, have them have that really like nice heart to heart. And then have Kevin be like, yo, some people are breaking into my house at 9 o'clock. Please help me, adult man. Like, then that would have been, right. like, they have a mission and, like, the old man wants to help Kevin and Kevin wants to, like, not get murdered. Right. <laughs> so, wait, like, I don't know. They, I think how that does he know? Better. How does he know that they're going to break in at 9 o'clock? Was that something that I missed? Yeah, yeah. He hears their conversation when he fools them with the firecrackers. Oh, okay. Or whatever. At some point, he hears them saying, he's like, we'll go get dinner, we'll come back in around 9 o'clock, and then we'll break into this house and murder that child. Because to me, when I was watching it, I was just like, oh, he scared him away, problem solved, in his head, yeah. you know? It's yeah. like, why does he think they're going to come back? Why does he need to set up these booby traps now? <laughs> like, No, he, hear, he hears them say that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll, uh, Hanley, what time is it? Oh, I'm looking at my watch. Oh my gosh, it's, I look at my wrist, it's trivia time! No, it's 1.13pm. Oh. But wait, do you know what time trivia time is? What? 1.14 p.m. It's hey, still guess one, what? It's, it's trivia still 1.13 p.m. You were going to wait for the minute to clock, go over? No, my clock changed. Um, it's still 1.13 p.m. Adeline, my clock changed. Your clock is different <laughs> than mine. What you are purposefully sabotaging my bit that was perfectly sound, Adeline. Shut up. Adeline, <laughs> did you know... Um, that the ornaments on which Marv slams his feet after climbing through the window. Does it say slams of... his feet? Yes, Adelaide. Okay. All right. The, the ornament, let me finish. The ornaments on which Marv's, Marv slams his feet after climbing through the window were made of sugar. And the director insisted on him stepping on them barefoot. His screaming in the film is acting. Fucking Wow. <laughs> 
did you know that he didn't actually step on a nail? It was just movie magic, you nut. Did you know, Adeline, that um, in the rumored original draft of the screenplay, Uncle Frank is revealed as the real villain and as the villain behind the villains and that Harry and Marv work for him, that he hired them to rob the McAllister house and other houses in the neighborhood and also to kill Kevin. Oh my god, I totally, I totally believe that that might have been an idea that they had at some point. <laughs> Who wrote that sentence? Yeah. <laughs> that was the longest sentence. Uh, <laughs> it was not a period in that bitch. <laughs> um, Adeline, did you know that in the beginning of the film, the audience notes that Kevin has been banished to the sleeper sofa in the attic the night before the trip. Yes. The attic which has no noted attic's insulation in the rafters, which, without insulation, would leave the attic at sub-freezing temperatures, especially in Chicago in mid-December, which would not be an ideal place to sleep, let alone for a nine-year-old kid. Okay. That's not a part of it, though. The it's... attic doesn't have insulation, because so, they didn't say on. it did. Hold on, is this, is this fact trying to tell me? That uh, Kevin fucking froze to death in his sleep, <laughs> and the whole rest of the movie is just a, a, cra- wow. a crazy dream. Maybe he goes to the hospital. Kevin Maybe has. he's in a coma. Yeah, he's in a, in a coma, and everybody wakes up, and they're like, "Oh fuck, we gotta get Kevin to the hospital." And he has this dream where he gets left behind, and the old man is actually the doctor, and then the two burglars are actually of the 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 ice in his blood trying the- to kill him. <laughs> Uh, here's, here's the grand finale. Adeline, did you know? What did I that know? at the end of the movie, Buzz doesn't apologize to Kevin for eating all of the cheese pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's been like a week. Why would he be like... Like this person but, wanted at the end of the movie for Buzz to be like, oh my god, Kevin, I'm, I didn't realize I'm, I was so worried about you. I'm sorry I ate all the cheese pizza. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Kevin. Ignore all the other stuff that happened to you. This is what I'm sorry about. I think that's my favorite piece of IMDb trivia we've had so far. (laughs) Man, that author, I really want to know what's going through that writer's head because you know... He wanted he wanted the sh- the other shoe to drop. He wanted that he pizza thing to pay off from earlier, <laughs> and it just didn't. And he's just sitting there with with cheese pizza blue balls and just going like, man, man, god that, damn it! I really wish they paid that off. Pizza apology blue balls, <laughs> which is the name of my mid aughts alternative band. Yep, 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 yep. Um, <laughs> so okay, we're finally here. We're at the the culmination of all of our efforts. We're here at what the movie is actually about. <laughs> yeah, it took us more yeah. than an hour, but now the thieves are finally going to break into the house. But okay, um, I'm just I'm just so disappointed with like half of the stuff that Kevin does in here. Like all the stuff that he does. He, okay, he puts that weird. He puts the hot iron on the door. That's smart. It's also a huge hazard for anyone else that tried to get in the house. But he doesn't know his mom's coming home, so it's fine. Yeah, that's but, true. The door should still be hot. The mom should get a big yeah, that, M branded into her hands like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, well, um, also, I, the door is just going to burn down. But anyway. <laughs> Simpsons! Why didn't that door burn down? <laughs> but, like, he just, like, pours water on the stairs. And that, like, keeps them away for, like, 
maybe a whole <laughs> a really hour. Long time. Just yeah. a whole like just so long of them just like trying to get up the stairs and then falling down. They just cannot deal with the and fact that, that there's ice so on the stupid. stairs. And then you get all the other stuff with like the tar on the stairs and the nail on the stairs, like the ornaments under the window and like the paint cans, like all that stuff that's like really creative and fun. But then like did still that ice took so long. <laughs> right. Just I and like... it wasn't even funny. It's just them struggling to get up some stairs and then falling all the way down the stairs and then trying to get up the stairs and then falling all the way down the stairs again. And they do that maybe four times. I like that, just a little bit that I think is fun. I think it's cool that the tarantula isn't like part of his plan. That's just like a a crime of opportunity. Yeah. That he he finds the the tarantula and throws it on him. I was really worried about the tarantula, though. I know. (laughs) Because it's like, it's Buzz's pet, and you're like, oh, he's the guys are going to kill him, and then that tarantula's going to be dead. That's a bummer, because it's a cool tarantula. He's a friend. Yeah. Well, it's like when he picks up the tarantula, and the tarantula's like, don't fucking pick me up. I'm a tarantula. Put me down. And then he puts it on the guy's face, and I'm like, oh, he's going to kill the tarantula, Kevin. That's an animal. (laughs) Leave Um, the tarantula alone. But yeah, so at the very end, when they get over to the neighbor's house, yeah, and he they get caught, it doesn't like just filmically they don't like give it the importance it deserves. I think no, it doesn't it, feel like the really big culmination to. where they go to jail at the end is just like so, okay. But so they catch Kevin, and it's supposed <laughs> to be like this really scary moment, and they like put him up on the hook. And then the guy's just like, I'm gonna chew off all your fingers. And then he, like, puts his hand in his mouth. And I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? (laughs) And then the old man comes and beats him all in the head with a shovel. Which is really cool, and I love that. It was all part of the plan. He was in control the whole time. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. But then, like, like, what I expected to happen... Is that Kevin, like, the old man would be like, well, let's get you home. And then, like, the, and then the old man would, like, hang out with Kevin. And so that when the mom came home, she would think that the old man had been taking care of Kevin the whole time. That's what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> oh, okay. But Why, no, though? the old man just bounces as soon as he drops off Kevin. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. He's... He just killed two burglars with his own two hands. Yeah, he's, he's fine. He himself. Yeah. <laughs> well, so what he happened is that the old man walks up to his house and then touches the doorknob and gets <laughs> severe burns on his hands and has to <laughs> right. go to the hospital. That's what they don't show you. <laughs> Can we talk about how fucking nightmarish it is that at the very end they fucking find Joe Pesci's tooth on the floor? Yeah. That's what fucked the up. Fuck? <laughs> That is that's like so grotesque. That's, that's horrifying. like Edgar Allan Poe shit. And then <laughs> yeah. Kevin's gonna like see it. And it's just gonna haunt his dreams forever. <laughs> it's like a fucking Chuck Palahniuk novel. I know. Like, just finding teeth and bits of skull all over the house. Yeah, seriously. They find like his like they find like his burned scalp on the floor yeah. in the kitchen. <laughs> what? They go in. They're like, "What's this? There's just like." snot and shards of bone all over the place what's going on here what the fuck happened kevin (laughs) that's one of those things chuck palanek i've said this before he's this writer he wrote like fight club but he's just like so talented at finding like the exact perfect string of words to like fuck you up the most when it comes to like grotesque bodily oh yeah and he always, something about, like, he just includes, like, snot in his descriptions. And it's, like, something about that is, like, no, fuck off. Well, it's just something that, like, nobody thinks of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a bit in Invisible Monsters where, like, a woman gets in a horrible car crash. And she, there's a line where she talks about, like, looking down at the dashboard and seeing it just covered in, like, 
blood snot and teeth i was like fuck no that's so gross stop yeah (laughs) jack (laughs) stop um so uh yeah final thoughts home alone i say it's it's pretty okay it's got a lot of heart and not a lot else the plot has some holes but also a whole lot of heart (laughs) it's got a lot of guts too bad i gotta rip them out of (laughs) you What is that from? I think it's from Spongebob the movie. <laughs> oh, that's right. Alec Baldwin says that. Yeah, he says, you got guts, kid. Too bad I gotta rip them out of you. And then Alec Baldwin's really good in that movie. With his big spiky boot. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, Alec Baldwin and Scarlett Johansson are both very good in that movie. Hot take. Yeah. That's a, great, that's a great movie. That's the movie we should have been watching instead of Home Alone. Yeah. Spongebob the movie. The original good one. I think I had a dream about the new Spongebob movie last night. Did you see the new Spongebob movie? It's not out yet, you freak. Oh, I thought the other new one. The other Spongebob movie. No, the new one that's, like, really visually cool and has Keanu Reeves in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I want to know what happens in the sequel to Home Alone. Because well, it's, the just... same, it's the same robbers. Yeah. And he gets left Home Alone again? In, no, in New York. In New York? Maybe he New goes York. on vacation to New York and his family goes home instead of going on vacation instead well, this time. But well, why I are the robbers that, there? Well, but I know that he stays at a hotel and the hotel clerk wants him dead. So maybe he hires right, the Curry. burglars to come murder him. Oh, do they team up in the second one like Terminator 2? I think so. Maybe. That would be awesome. <laughs> I would love if Home Alone 2 Lost in New York was the Terminator 2 of the franchise. Of the Home Alone franchise. It's all about Kevin and the burglars joining forces to defeat a higher evil. (laughs) I guess that's not what Terminator 2 is about. It's more like that the burglars from Home Alone 1 are good now. Are good now. They're good guys They were successfully rehabilitated in the prison system and now they just want what's best for Kevin. Yeah. And they have to kill Tim Curry. Do you have a one-star review of Home Alone? Yeah, I do have a one-star review of Home Alone. Uh, This person says, I saw this as a kid and found it too violent and distasteful. I had to leave the theater in the middle with my parents as I was a kid. That's Uh what this rating is based on. Haven't seen it since. The sequel was a blast, though. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) So this person just went on and was like, what are some movies I've seen in my life that I could leave some reviews of? That I remember. Okay. <laughs> and also that he had to leave in the middle. In the middle yeah. where nothing happens. Where nothing happens. Literally nothing happens. Man, uh, just <laughs> Kevin McAllister did some laundry and I just couldn't fucking take it, man. <laughs> he took a shower for a second time. Anyway, my name is Jackson McMurray. My name is Alan McMurray. This would and be this like. This is No Nerds Allowed. This would be like if I wrote a review for that Narnia movie today. Which one right. was that? Oh, fucking Prince Caspian. If I wrote a review for Prince Caspian, I was like, that scene where all the witches like come out of the walls or whatever scared the ever-loving shit out of me when I was six years old and I had to leave the theater one star. And it's one like, star, bad film. One star, bad film. Have not seen it since. <laughs> You should do that. You should make a little. I should do that. <laughs>